If my mother knew I was in show business now, she would worry herself just sick. She thinks I'm in Philadelphia selling dope. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On this week's very special episode, we will be hosting our second annual Vibes and Stuff Awards, where we'll be recognizing the best and worst of the hip-hop culture from the year 2019. We'll discuss who deserves to win, best album of the year, worst album of the year, Lyricist of the Year, Collaboration of the Year, Dopest Video of the Year, and many more. We'll also discuss a few news topics and a few current events that have been going on in the world of hip-hop as well as elsewhere, such as Lizzo's latest indiscretion, breakdancing going mainstream again, how quickly we label late artists legends, and much more. And we'll also preview a few upcoming topics for Season 6. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. What's going on with y'all though? Nothing, chilling. Chilling, y'all chilling. All right, all right. Well, I'm glad y'all could y'all could tap in. What's going on, Jamil? What up? What up? I'm glad y'all y'all brother could, could tap in on this uh, this very special episode. This is our uh, our year end award show <clears throat> um, that we do. And, made a new uh, year. We we made we made another yeah we made it another year, man. So. I'm glad we, 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 we hit this other uh, this other milestone, this other uh, annual show. Uh, but first, before we dive into our award show, um, there's a couple of uh, just news nuggets I want to tackle. I'm sure a couple of y'all probably already heard about this. It's with a, a heavy heart uh, that if we come to y'all today, I'm sure y'all probably heard the news that uh, Papa Wu, Wu-Tang affiliate, uh, has passed away. Did y'all hear about this? I yeah. did not hear about this. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah, he passed away. Was it today? Earlier today? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, it was either last night or this morning or something. I'm not sure. I, I heard about it this morning. Okay, okay. Yeah, he um, he's he was kind of like the father figure for the Wu-Tang Clan. He, um, he was the one who kind of put them on to their 5% theology and He's best known for his. Uh, he did some some guest work on a few albums. Of course, Wu Tang Forever. Um, he was on Raekwon's North Star track, parts one and two, um, and a couple other tracks, man. And um, uh, most recently, he was uh, known for being the dude who approached Action Bronson uh, when he was <laughs> in the middle of his beef with uh, with Ghostface. Yeah. I think I think y'all might remember that. Pop Pop Wu wasn't handling I just remember the pictures of Action Bronson's face uh, 
Because he, I mean, he why was why was he at the funeral? You know what I mean? Why were you at Sean P's funeral? That yeah, I mean, that like, I get why he was at. I, I get why he was at the funeral. Um, not I think at, they, not at that time though. At that time, I I thought they had had dealings. No, no, no. What I mean is, considering everything that was going on with him and Ghost, like this, this is a very real situation. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, he. It, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, he should have been better prepared for something like that to happen. It's like right. somebody's gonna see you. Eventually. Right. This is Somewhere. this is these is real dudes that you're dealing with. That's what I mean by Sean Price not being a peer is and honestly not ghost. Like these ain't the same type of dudes we used to dealing with. Right. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Very much so. He um, learned though. Yeah, he did. Sure did. <laughs> he sure did. Um, also, too, I don't know if y'all heard or if y'all are plugged into this, you know, this world or this part of the culture. Legendary graffiti artist Faze, who also passed away uh, at the age of 61. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened with him, but he was a dude who was uh, very influential in the early days of, uh, of graffiti. Um, he was, you know, of course, one of those New York City writers. And um, he was uh, he was a legend, man. He was a legend as well. So. Um, R.I.P. to Phase Two as well, and then of course we heard about the uh, the unfortunate passing of uh, I didn't even know he was from Chicago till recently. Uh, Juice World. Yeah, I didn't either. He, um, yeah, he passed away at he dropped dead at Midway Airport. Details are still kind of trickling in about that. Like I actually heard that actually heard that he was smuggling some stuff in, some guns and some and some, and some weed or some codeine or something, and like. Somebody tipped off the police or something, and when he got wind of it, he decided to try to swallow a lot of the drugs, a lot of the Percocets, and that's what actually made him, you know, go into cardiac arrest. I don't understand why though. Like, why y'all still? I'm pretty sure he had a million something dollars in in the bank. Why are you still doing? If that's the true story, I understand why these niggas still doing this trash, bro. Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me, dude. It doesn't make sense. I mean, at some point, it's not you even gotta, like a. I won't say it's not a choice because you are choosing to take part in it, but you know you become dependent on it, whatever your vice might be. Like, as I, it was my understanding that he was dealing with some real addiction issues. Yeah, but where did the guns and stuff come in on it? That, they, there you go. That was, that was the first about. thing I heard of. This is the first I've heard of guns. All I ever heard was that it was it was drugs on that he was trying to get through. Even even if you're on an addiction problem, bro, you have enough money to better yourself, to make yourself better and change your image. Slowly but surely, you can still talk about your little drugs and your gunplay, but it's time to better yourself. Though at the same time, man, if you ain't bettering yourself, then what's the point, bro? Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. It's like at the very least, you got enough money to afford a, a decent lawyer to try to fight the case. It's like. Exactly. Why would you just just take the charge, snitch it, and give the, give them the name of a bigger guy that you got the stuff from? Since since snitching is apparently acceptable now, and then right, right. which is very so This is the right time to snitch if you need to snitch. <laughs> you know, but you're gonna you're gonna swallow a bunch of drugs to keep from getting caught, man. Like you know, not not a you know not to speak ill of the dead or anything, but man, not not a smart move, man. Not a smart move. He just made twenty one. You got your whole life. But you talk about a twenty year old lean addict. Like he's not making good decisions. 
Right, right. Good point. Good point. What's funny is that people, people, people of that type will turn around and call J. Cole boring for telling them not to do drugs. You know what I right. mean? It's, right. No, it, it's crazy. J. Cole actually made a rap about this. Like, man, y'all about to die off the stuff y'all taking. Like, he actually doing it is actually happening. He's not the first, though. You know what I mean? He's, this is this is a. I don't know if it has quite reached epidemic numbers, but this is a very real thing, you know, within that demographic of rappers. Like, hey, this world is just the latest. Hey, I got a question. What? What? I I don't listen to this dude. I mean, I ain't making light of nobody dying and nobody issues with whatever addictions they got. But as far as musically, what did he make that that made them everybody rest in peace and? He didn't see that. No, so I, like, what did dude make? I know it's, one song of his. I can't it's, name nothing or see him on nothing. So I'm, I'm like serious. No, 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 no. It's crazy that you said that. Now I, I wanted to, I wanted to have a discussion on our next episode about that. Like people keep using this word legend. No, yeah, we know that. Like, what's the, what's the dude named Dirk? He was like he an icon. That's what he said. How? How? I mean, I'm not saying you're right. We ain't making fun of nobody death or anything like that. It's real. But like Nipsey Hussle, they calling this dude a legend and stuff. Like this dude, Nipsey, you haven't heard of him until like last year. Like what? What made him a legend? Nah, Nipsey. Nipsey's a different situation though. Like. Well, I said it don't make him a legend in no music game. Maybe on the streets, he whatever he did, but calling him a legend. Like if if Dre died today, he's a legend. If, if Jay Z died today, he's a legend. If you think Nip- about if you think about somebody like um like Twister, right? If something happens to Twister, that's probably the type of language that would be used specifically in Chicago. Think about Nipsey Hustle in that same way. Like I but, think it may have been overused like, nationally, but that dude means something to LA. Yeah, but they call him. I understand that. Just like we say, Dead Rose is a legend. But right. in the right. community, they say he's a legend throughout the like from New York to Chicago to LA to Detroit. They call him a legend. I don't, and I'm I, trying I, to. I, like, I, I I disagree with that term, legend. He was an admirable dude. He was a dude that was doing a lot of positive stuff. I wouldn't necessarily call him a legend musically, but I I understand why people kind of revere him. But but going back to Jason's original question, though, honestly, Jason, I can't name a single album or song from this dude. I know. Did he correct me if I'm wrong? Did, didn't he make the freshman list, that double XL freshman list, or something recently? Everybody no made that. Everybody, I can make that if I want to. Nah, the only only song of his that I know is uh, "Lucid Dreams," and I only know it because I remember using that song to make a point about this new genre of like emo rappers because they make all of this emotional music with no soul to it. Yeah, like you, yeah, they call whining. it emo, but it, it's really drug. It's really just drug. It's drug, drug rap. That's music. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's music for lean heads. And because if it was. Emo. Yeah, if it was truly emo and you were expressing something that you were actually feeling, then it would have, you know, it, it would come through to the listener. And it just doesn't. It's just, you sound like whiny suburbanites 
who who found you know hip hop to be a quick hustle and realized that oh you know pills and lean is what's popping right now and, and face tattoos <laughs> right right <laughs> precisely precisely all right man but that yeah you know there you have it man don't don't do drugs kids right did you all hear that um another another our next item in our news and i guess did y'all hear that break dancing is going to be an official sport come the 2024 olympics yeah i heard that i heard that that had been in place i didn't know that it, it was official yet that's dope yeah that's I, really dope. yeah i think that's dope too man i think that's dope too um, you, you have to have some type of athletic skill to break dance you know absolutely oh yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know that yeah. that stuff is that stuff is hard man what's going on rodney what up what, what up what up fellas what country think you, you think that um, is going to win the breakdance competition? Like what country? Oh, no, oh, what? Yeah, what continent you think is going to win? It's going to be. It's going to be the Koreans. No, no, no. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Brazilians because they do a lot of cap, cap, capoeira in Brazil, and a lot of that gets you know incorporated in in breakdancing. Honestly, that makes sense. I think I'm, I'm still going to put my money on the Koreans or the Japanese because they have, have had a huge, huge embrace of hip-hop culture and, you know, dare I say, uh, a facsimile of it. You know, my, my whole issue with the breakdancing thing, honestly, like, I think it's dope that it's, it's happening, but I'm a little disappointed at who the contenders are going to be. Like, you're not going to see what we would traditionally see as B-boys and B-girls being a part of this. I guarantee it. Probably not. Probably not. Like, it, you're right. Like, the execution of this is very, very important. And I'm just not sure. I don't I don't have full confidence that it's going to be executed in a way that represents the hip-hop culture, you yeah. know, accurately and, and, and sufficiently. You know, I, I totally, yeah, I totally understand that, that concern. But, um, I mean, the fact that it's getting recognized as a, you know, athletic sport to that degree, you know, it says something about the culture, you know what I mean? And, sure, and the, sure. And the, the headway that it's made and, you know, the recognition that it's now earned on the world stage. Man, I guess I, I better start getting back in shape, y'all. I, 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 I want to I win me a gold medal and break down. <laughs> hey, you better shoot for 2022, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 2024 rather. 2020 ain't gonna. <laughs> it's around the corner, B. I don't think you're gonna make it. <laughs> uh, I, gotta, I gotta get back in shape, yo. <laughs> lose this, lose this, this beer gut, this dad belly. <laughs> but um, but moving right along, man. Moving right along. Did you all hear about this? Um, this this Christmas song, uh, it was originally done by Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald called It's Cold Outside. It's it's they call it a Christmas song, but it's not really nothing Christmassy about the song. It's just something people play around Christmas, but I think I do know what I'm saying. I think and they and they kinda like they fed each other senses and overlap each other. I think that's the song you're yep. talking about. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's I'm talking. So, did you all hear that John Legend and Kelly Clarkson got together and he redid the song because I guess some people kind of find the lyrics to the original song a little objectionable because of um, in the song, if you listen to the song, it sounds like it's a dude trying to convince 
a woman to drink a little more so he could go to bed with her, basically. For real? I didn't get that. I didn't get that. that not, well, maybe I'm not listening to the lyrics that much. Yeah, listen to the lyrics. Just listen to the lyrics. Because cause when, I, when I heard the song, I was like, yeah, this is a little, you know, hey, I guess that's what they did back then. But, like, but that, that's exactly what they did back then. <laughs> John Legend and Kelly Clarkson redid the song. Have you all heard the, either version of the song? Have you all heard the original version with Louis Armstrong or the, the the redone version with John Legend? I haven't heard the redone version, but I definitely heard the uh, Louis Armstrong version. Definitely heard that. Okay, okay. Um, I'd like to say for the record that I don't listen to Christmas music, but I have heard this particular song on an episode of A Different World. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know they they had it on that. I'm just joking, man. Of course, I've heard the song. <laughs> <laughs> hey man you never know you never know but what do y'all think about that do y'all think that that's overkill and it's just people yes. being being too woke for their own good absolutely. yes yes absolutely if it's if the song is that problematic for you just don't listen to it mm-hmm. okay fair enough <laughs> other there's other issues in the world of music that you need to change but you change this song come on man Honestly, John Legend you know what? I, I didn't, to get on my I nerves. I didn't have a problem with it per se with them redoing the song because I understand that those lyrics today might be seen as a little objectionable. But um, once I actually heard the redone song, I was like, okay, this is okay until it got to a certain part of the song. And where John Legend says it's your body, your choice, and it just kind of uh, it like it just it was it was it was a jarring line because it was like it it it, it really hits you in the head really hard at, to remind you what you were listening to, right? You know, message, right? Yeah, your body, your, your, the whole your body, your choice line. Because in the song, it's it's he's they actually do a good job, and he's he's redoing the song in a very tongue-in-cheek way and, and saying he was gonna call the, the girl a uber and this this and that and then he hits you with that line and it's just like oh okay i, I see what we're dealing with here it's it's kind of like um it kind of reminds you of um remember that remember that woke club banger that they did on snl called um it was it was by that yeah, game called the, future yeah it's called booty kings <laughs> oh what was it uh, twerk with your permission or something like that. Yeah, it was called permission. Hey, hey can y'all hear me? Yeah, we yeah. hear you, Rock. <laughs> Uncle Butt. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> What's up? No, that's what it, that's what Buddy's name, name was on, on the skit. It was funny, I remember the right moment. That's right up your alley, huh? Right up my alley, Jamil. Mad oh, pimperish. It was right up my alley, though. Yeah, but it was it, it was it just just kind of reminded me of that. It's like man, every, everything ain't got to be super woke, man. I, I understand encourage responsible and this, this, and that, but it was just um, I don't know. It was a little jarring. The, the some of the some of the lines in there, but um, but moving right along, it was nugget. I don't want to spend too much time. On this. Everyone's everyone's pretty much already weighed in on this. Um, the incident at the Lakers game last week with Lizzo. 
and uh, where she showed up to the Lakers game, and uh, it was like a long dress slash t-shirt with the butt part cut out, and um, I think she was she having like a thong underneath, and they showed her on the jumbotron, and she was twerking on the jumbotron when the Laker girls were dancing to her song, and um, a few people came out and said that this type of behavior was inappropriate. And um, some people say that those people are, are body shaming and other people are saying Lizzo would just didn't be doing that at the Lakers game. Well, what did, what did y'all stand on this? Did, did y'all think that her conduct in this particular case was, was a little too far? Or what do y'all I've seen worse, but she right. never did it, though. She shouldn't have did it. But at the same time, it's like, I'm surprised people even shame her because I've seen worse. People wearing see-through shirts showing their breasts and everything. You know what I mean? At Laker games and stuff like that. Right. I think she did it because she wanted attention. I think I think she do have a uh, have a problem where she want all the attention and stuff like that. I do think that. But um, other than that, man, I, this this is just gonna blow past, man. It's just people being outraged for no apparent reason, man. Like I said before, it's a lot of stuff in the, in the world or the entertainment business that need to be discussed in Lizzo 200 pound female shaking her rump you know what I mean so I mean that's exactly how I feel dude. well th- the way I feel about it is this like a lot of a lot of female celebrities are seen at these Lakers games Beyonce Rihanna and you know you don't see this type of behavior from them now I get it Lizzo is all about self promotion she did that on a Sunday and she dropped a new video on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I, I get the self-promotion, but I don't think people who are saying, hey, she probably went a little too far. I don't think those people should be called out for quote unquote body shaming. This isn't about body shaming. This is just about attacking. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to it's hard to say that though. You know what I mean? Because everybody's Everybody who has had something to say about it may not be coming from the same position. I feel like there probably are people who are definitely body shaming. Like if it was Beyonce or Rihanna, they wouldn't care. Now, I I happen not to be one of those people, right? I just think that she she was over the top. And if it were, you know, someone who had a, a, a body type that was more appealing to me personally, I can't speak to anybody else that I I still would think she was doing too much like it, it didn't matter who mm-hmm. the person was but i also realized that's just lizzo that's that's her brain but, but, but check this out my, my thing is this why is it that why is it so wrong if you just simply say that she, I, I agree she just wants some attention she's just doing too much promoting herself but i'm saying why what's wrong with if you on the side where you say you know what that's nasty. I don't want to see that. You don't look good. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't think anything. I'm just well, saying it, but everybody's like, oh, you can't say that about her body shaming her. No, that junk is nasty. I don't want to see that. Why can't you just say that and then be done with it? Here's why, though, because it's, 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 it's what's nasty, the fact that she's, you know... Uh, dressed that way or the, the thing that's nasty her size that's where her size so now here combined here's where, no, 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 no. now here's I'm, where the I'm problem come in though here's where the issue comes in what if that's your sister your daughter your mom your wife 
You know what I mean? Well, but, but I'm saying, but the issue is that it's not like you going after her for, without prompting. What I'm saying is, like, you coming for her for no reason. That's one thing. But what I'm saying is that she's putting that out there, being un, un, being all tacky and putting it out there like that. And then if somebody brings it to your attention and you are of the opinion, I don't like that. She looks not. That's not a good look. Blah 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 blah. Right. You know wh- why is it that you're wrong? So I mean, even now, you can't just, you can't just, you can't, and I'm saying can't in, in air quotes, you can't just say things like, you know, fat chicks are not attractive or larger women are not attractive. That's where the body shaming portion comes in. And that's why, you know, gave those. Wait, 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 wait. I, I'm not even, I'm not even getting on like her size, like, or her, her attractiveness or lack, lack of or whatever. Like, like Lizzo's not ugly, but like, what she did, that outfit, it was just—it was, it was too, too much. much. I agree, but I—I right. think that's a different point. It was inappropriate. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you have a different point. Like I understand what you're saying. What you, what you are right. She should never did that. But it was like, like, people with their cheeks out. It, it, anytime someone's got their cheeks out, it's going to be looked at sideways. When Prince had his cheeks, I don't think it's going to be looked at. I think it's going to be like a sexual appeal to them because their body. But it would still be it would still be controversial. Agreed. When Prince had his butt cheeks out, people thought we we still clown Prince. And rightfully so. And he's, he, now here's having where the he, word legend is properly applied. out is funny, <laughs> right? Right. If nothing else is funny, you still said, Here's where the word legend is properly applied. Prince is an absolute legend, and he still get clowned for that. <laughs> and 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 deservedly so. Now Lizzo was doing too much. Um, that, that's that and I guess from my perspective it didn't matter who it was I guess in some ways I kind of agree with what you're saying Jason like you like what you like and it's it's cool like you know nobody should have to answer to other people about personal taste like if you're not attracted to somebody you're not attracted to somebody and that's, that's there shouldn't be anything wrong with that but I think the idea of you know coming down on heavier women is a is a thing in society that it, it just and I guess people in general we just don't treat heavier set people very well um, women in particular and so I think that is where a lot of that comes in and you can I think you can but, tell the but, difference but, between somebody saying you know what she's doing too much or yo this is this is whack because it's her mm-hmm. yeah I, I get what you're saying it's like but don't don't let inclusivity be a a become a, a path being for, being being um, gross i agree yeah for, for just being a degenerate and, and, and you know because people say stuff like oh well the laker girls are out there doing the same thing the laker girls are not, not doing the same, the same thing. thing having on a, a pair of short shorts and dance doing a dance routine is not the same as having your cheeks out it's working on a jumbo right. it's right. not the same and particularly if you if you sit and you know raw butt cheeks on a on a public seat like Oh yeah, she yeah. She ain't had no like butter, like a like a onesie butter up for that thing. Nah, she, yo. Just, <laughs> <laughs> raw dog in a seat. And if somebody else has sat in, and somebody else has to sit in, inconsiderate if nothing else. <laughs> it, was, it was probably like burn that seat. <laughs> nah, Lizzo, you can keep that on the house. <laughs> That's our gift to you. <laughs> Don't take that with you. <laughs> Blame it on your juice. Oh man. 
All right, man. All right. So enough on enough on Thank that. You. Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> I know she shouted to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, right before she did that. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, man. All right. Well, we can move right on along to our awards, man. The uh, the votes are in. Uh, the results are in, I should say. Uh, we had fifty one ballots. Uh, sent out, or should I say, fifty-one potential uh, voters on on these on these uh, uh, awards. A little bit over half. I think about thirty people responded all together. Um, so, for any tiebreakers that we 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 have to do tonight, because there are some ballots that are still tied up and some awards that are still tied up, and we're going to have to uh, sort that out live here on the show and determine who the winner should like be. It. To those people, sh- shame on y'all. Shame on y'all. Words. So, um, you have the power in your hands. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, it's hard getting it. I don't know what it is. I know, right? <laughs> Even for little stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going we gonna to dive right into it, man. Um, this year's award show, it was a lot tighter than last year's. Last year's, we had a lot of landslides. A lot of people kind of ran away with certain awards this year wasn't like last year it was it was very close on a lot of these you know i think that makes for better conversation though so um we're just gonna dive right into it man uh, for our second annual award show where we award and recognize the best and worst of the hip-hop culture from the year 2019 and um we'll dive right into it man we're gonna get the bad awards out the way first so uh, we're going to start off with biggest L of the year. Um, the nominees were Logic uh, for releasing a laughably uh, disappointing album. Uh, Cam Coldheart for getting knocked out on camera uh, in a Louis Vuitton store by DaBaby. Uh, YNW Melly, who got arrested for a double murder. Tay K, who got arrested and sentenced to 55 years for a murder. And Takashi 6 9 attorney Snitch. And the winner of the biggest L of the year for 2019 yep. is Takashi Six Nine. Was it? Um, he won last year too. Oh yeah, sound like everybody was gone. <laughs> but yeah, he actually won last year too. It's 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 amazing, man. Like I don't even think this dude was on the streets at all this year. But like the bad press he got clearly earned him uh, this award. Um, you know. Personally, man, I think Takashi Six Nine is a culture vulture of the highest order. Um, not only has he made a mockery of the music, but he he's also exploited gang culture and street culture as well. You know, he he got people in his camp as muscle, who you know might have been about that street life, you know, more thoroughly than than he clearly was, and he used them to. I don't know, a crew street credit. And then when times got tough, he flipped on him and snitched on him. You know, and I don't, you know, I don't condone street stuff, gang stuff, none of that. But I recognize the people who are involved in that lifestyle live by a certain code. And to break that code is inviting trouble, to say the least. And uh, this dude is just, to me, he's a culture vulture of the highest order, man. So. I, I, I believe he definitely earned earned his award yep. for biggest hell. Y'all want to say anything? Can you hear me? 
Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I was just saying, if y'all can't yeah, yeah, go just keep going in and out. That's all. Hey, Takashi oh, okay, basically okay. was, yeah, he's definitely a candidate for a top five meme of the year. I mean, that dude got destroyed on social media. It was all types of memes going around. You know, people tricking off on, you know, who didn't do their chores the other night. <laughs> you know, tricking off on their mom and dad. It was just like, dude, it was crazy, man. The type of. <laughs> I mean, everybody was like, hey, if you want to find out something, go holler at Takashi. He got you. You know, he was. They, I mean, they, they said he gave Trump dirt on Joe Biden. <laughs> Takashi, the reason why he's about to get impeached now, or might be getting impeached. <laughs> you know what? You know who I honestly thought was going to win this award, though? Cam um, Ohar. He, he, he took a huge L, but. I mean, I he wasn't—he—he he wasn't really—he wasn't really hot in the streets like that anyway. Like I think, I think that's where I came to know about him after yeah, the down. I didn't know he who wasn't. he was until I saw that situation play out. Yeah, I didn't know who he was until after the beat down either. But like I'm, after that beat down, like yeah, he will never be hot in the streets, dude. You got you got knocked out, <laughs> and, and then like your pants fell down too, and like. You, <laughs> It was that was bad, man. That was bad. Man, I, that was nah. <laughs> he can't he can't ever show his face in the streets again. So moving right along to our next award, man. Disappointing album of the year. <clears throat> um, the nominees were uh, Revenge of the Dreamers three, uh, Logic Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Schoolboy Q Crash Talk, Chance the Rapper The Big Day. And Kanye West, Jesus is King, and the winner for disappointing album of the year. What? Dance the rap. I figured. Mm. I mean, he. I mean, but he been making a lot of disappointed albums. His last album was disappointing, so I didn't even. I didn't even consider to have this album even good. I I gave it to Kanye. Kanye album was horrible. (laughs) Like, Like. I didn't expect that to be like at least like five or probably even like three to five songs on Chance Chance the rapper album. You can't listen to nothing on on that on that Kanye album. I'm sorry, like at all. Period. I don't know. There was nothing on that. I like the review uh, better than I like the album. um, Yeah, he kind of Reggie Reggie had the quote of the year (laughs) reviewing that album. (laughs) What did Reggie say? He said, it's that letter. Yes, indeed. He said it was a three-letter <laughs> word for butt. <laughs> but man, like, can we can we all just officially now that can we just start making like chances washed down? Like, he haven't made no good good album since his his mixtape. Like, Chance music is not good at all. Period. And now I'm surprised he even lasted this long. I mean, to be fair, this was his first album. Like everything else he's done is, you know, been considered a mixtape. So this is his first. This is his first album. You know, like, um, you know, I, I, I never thought he was gonna like change the game like a lot of people were predicting. Like, but I did expect just, him to yeah. kind of. I, I, I'm just sick of tired. I mean, yeah. okay, his music. Um, period. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of it. Like he don't even rhyme. Like he don't even make sense when he rhyme. I was telling him he just make noises. He was like, "Oh, yeah. funky, farty, hardy." I'm like, "What is this dude talking about?" <laughs> like we we really listening to this guy just making noises now? <laughs> it, it, it's not good at all. 
Like it was cool on his on his first mixtape, man. It was all cool. It was interesting, but now it's kind of played out, man. It's I don't know. He off the he well, got off the well, drugs well. and the music suffered like Mary J. Blige. <laughs> I don't want to laugh at it, but <laughs> that's the truth. You could see you could see a definite shift when when Chance was on Xanax and when he was not. And the music is better when he's on drugs. I, I now I, I don't wish that on him, right? For you know, I'd like to 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 hear that he's living a healthier lifestyle, and I applaud you know him being a family man. Like that's what's up, and and as it relates to real life, but in regards to entertaining, you know, the people's the music just isn't as good. Uh, the beat the beats were trash. The yeah, lyrics were trash. <laughs> The features outshine him. Every feature, some of the features was competing with him in regards to who could sing the worst. There were, <laughs> I mean, it was a pointless trap song on the album where it's just like, you know, I, 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 I still can't get over the whole thing of him leaving a meeting so because his wife airdropped him some nudes. Like, this album had so many awful ideas. <laughs> it, it, it just, it was draining. It was draining. It took me three days to be like, to get through this album and, and, and just like, it took me like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go three songs and then I, I'll wake up the next day, try to listen to three more songs. It, it, I couldn't listen to it all. Yeah, it, was just, it just kept getting worse. worse. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me, like I gave it a quick run through when I was in, um, actually when I was on vacation in New Orleans, I was sitting around. I was like, man, let me get this um, a quick run through. And I was just thinking to myself, man, this is garbage. But, you know, maybe some people out there will like it. I'm thinking like, OK, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just getting old. Yeah. I'm down here in Louisiana yeah. listening to all this text, jazz, bro. <laughs> it's kind of hard to go for me. <laughs> I remember. I remember. And, and I, I checked it out. I'm like, okay, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me just being a hoity-toity music snob. You know what I mean? Like, maybe people out here with my rock stars. I don't know. And I, I don't really care. I'm never going to listen to this again. And then I, I heard other people's reactions to it. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm not crazy. Because that, that happens a lot. Like, I hear something and I'm like, eh, this ain't for me. I'm never going to revisit this. And then people kind of like... Oh, this song was cold, and that song was cold, and I'm like, oh, okay. That happened with, with Ye, they tried with Kanye. Kanye's last album. Who tried who like that? That's what yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Like, who? People, there were people out there defending it. That's I'm not going to say no right. names. There were definitely people out there defending it. That's Kanye still a genius. That's probably one of them fans. But, 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 hey, it's one for disappointing out of the album. Shout out to Chance. Little channel from 79. Big day. So. Jones commercial, uh, or oh, Jones real, commercial. who was second though in that category? Yeah. Probably Kanye. Yeah, second was Kanye West. Jesus is king, but he was a distant second. He like Chance it. really ran away with this. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear his speech. Actually, he really ran away with this. But whoop. <laughs> yeah. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. Oh, did y'all hear he got his, his, his music? That's great. No, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. You can't tour with this album, man. He's like, man, you can't tour with this. No, no, no. Nobody wants to hear a live version of this album. Eighteen-year-olds to say um, I ain't single. We're moving right along, man. We we gonna jump right over. Right. Stupid. 
we're going to jump right over to worst album of the year. Okay. So I had to split these up last year. I kind of had these two categories lumped together, but I was like, you know what? The most disappointing album of the year ain't necessarily the right. worst, and the worst ain't necessarily the most disappointing. So we've jumped right over the worst album of the year. Now, this is where it gets kind of interesting. The nominees were Lil Pump, Harvard Dropout, Logic, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Chance the Rapper, The Big Day, Nav, Bad Habits, and Kanye West. He's Chance the, the Rapper. And the winner is... That's Kanye surprising. That is Kanye shocking. West, Jesus is King. That's strong. I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought Chance was going to win for worse. I could see them. Kanye I could, that makes more sense worse. for them to be opposite. I actually thought when Chance won, most disappointed that he was going to get both. Fair enough. Yeah. No. Fair enough. No. It was tight. It was. It was. It was like Chance was leading the polls one minute. Kanye was leading hey, the polls well, the next. It was definitely. They tight. both was trash out. Um, so I'm glad they both won. Something. Right. They both got some some recognition <laughs> from it. <laughs> There you, there you have it. The people have spoken, man. The people have spoken. All right, so moving right along, man. This is a category we actually did not have last year um, with the with last year's award show. Uh, best R&B Album of the Year. The nominees were Solange, When I Get Home, Marvin Gaye, You're the Man, Raphael Sadiq, Jimmy Lee, Jamila Woods, Legacy Legacy, Anderson Pack, Ventura, and Ari Lennox. Oh, thank you. Butter, Butter, Baby. That, please. Thank you. Um, that was one of them. And thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that was for you, Rodney. That was a cool album title, too. <laughs> Shea Butter, Baby. That's called. Incredible album. Yes, it was, though. It was a great album. Not for everybody, to be to be sure, but it was a dope album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. So, the winner for. Best R&B album of the year, Anderson Pack Ventura. That that album was great though. I loved it. Oh, it was good I album. enjoyed that. It was not the best. Now, now get I this. I agree with that. Get this. It. Ain't that this was decided cool. by one vote. It was my little one. <laughs> yeah. It might have been yep, second because it was a superior album. I questioned that Anderson Pack's album was an R and B album, but I didn't. Nah. It, it was. It, it was, was R and B. It was R. Yeah, it I think he rapped on it a little bit, but it was mostly mostly singing. It was it was more R and B than than Oxford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it was most definitely R and B. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, That's Jimmy Lee came in mean. second place by only one. Shout out, it, 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 it bees um, that way though. Yeah, bees yeah. that way. Um, yeah, because I got I, 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 I voted for her, and I, I think she's so <laughs> underrated. Yo, can anybody hear me? Oh, hold on one second, y'all. Hold on one second. You and watching UPN. <laughs> <laughs> It feels good to be your wife, man. Oh man! <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm back. I'm back. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed them to her. I thought it was. I thought it was a cool, cool little list, and I just enjoyed Jimmy Leo. It was more. It was just. It was just to me. It was, yeah. Yeah, more stuff. Like, though, I man. think that's I the first uh, hip hop concept album I've ever heard. I mean, not hip hop, uh, R and B concept album I've ever heard before. 
it was a great album. It was a great album. It, it was definitely in in my rotation. Uh, yeah, maybe not the first concept album, but yeah. definitely a standout concept album. Like I'm sure I've heard others, but this was this was uh, he was pretty dowdy in on this I mean, thing, man. I really yeah. enjoyed it. All right, but moving right along, um, album cover of the year where we award the most aesthetically pleasing uh, album covers of the um, hip hop releases uh, that have been, you know, dropped for the year and the most artistically done, you can say. Um, <clears throat> the nominees were Megan The Stallion, Fever, Little Brother, May the Lord Watch. Uh, people under the stairs, sincerely the P. Pete Rock, return of the SP twelve hundred, offset, father of four, thirty-eight special, nineteen ninety-four, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib Bandana, and Doja Cat, Hot Pink. So <laughs> the winner for Dopest Album Cover of the Year is Thirty-Eight Special, nineteen ninety-four. Yeah, it was um now get this. Oh, wow. This one also won by one vote. That's the one I expected. I didn't vote for it, but I, I thought that one would win. Yeah, the black exploitation joint. That was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, I love how they make it look like an old seventies lobby card. That was, and they put some work in that too, man. It was, it was, it was, it was definitely it just executed very well, man. I, I really, really dug it, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So thirty eight special, nineteen ninety four. If y'all have not seen that album cover, check it out. I think it was just very creative and, and just slick the way they did yeah. it with the overlay of the colors and um, like the kind of contrast between the new school and the old school. So, um, yeah, shout out to 38 Special for that album cover. All right. So moving right along, man, we have Collaboration of the Year. Um, this is always an interesting one. So our nominees were Gangstar featuring J. Cole, Family and Royalty, Sadat X featuring Guilty Simpson and Raz Cass, Yesterday, Benny the Butcher featuring Black Thought, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Benny the Butcher featuring Black Thought, Crowns for Kings, Freddie Gibbs featuring Yasin Bay and Black Thought, Educations, Freddie Gibbs featuring Pusha T and Killer Mike, Paul Molly, Rhapsody featuring Queen Latifah, Pashepsit, Anderson Pack featuring Andre 3000 Come Home and Your Old Drew featuring MF Doom RST and the winner for Best Collaboration of the Year is Freddie Gibbs mm. featuring Yasin Bay and Black Dog okay. I can't be mad at none of these honestly like this one was probably the hardest for me to vote on yeah this one. get this get this education that one got that one got eight votes Freddie Gibbs with Pusha T and Killer Mike Tom Olive was tied for second place mm. with Rhapsody and Queen Latifah. Mm. Those got seven votes. And then Benny the Butcher featuring Black Thought. Mm. Wow. Kings got six votes. Oh, man. That was a very, very tight race. So they went eight, seven. Yeah. That's like the Western Conference Finals. Eight, seven, seven. Word. Yeah. Word. <laughs> and honestly, I think that Benny the Butcher and Black Thought was better than the, the Freddie Gibbs Black Thought uh, Yasin joint. I agree. I agree. I, that's what that's what I voted for. Yeah, that's what I voted for. But Freddie Gibbs featuring Yasin Bay and Black Thought Education wins it out, man. Very dope track, man. I, I did not know how this one was gonna go. I thought Rhapsody and Queen Latifah had a pretty good shot at it. 
Gangstar featuring Jay Cole didn't get yeah, anything. I could see that. Me too. Not that it was a bad track. It was just so, that this this category was super loaded. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely some some. It was some tight competition, man. It was some tight competition. So, shout out to Freddie Gibbs on the education track with Yasin Bay and Black Thought. One of the things I really like about Freddie Gibbs is that he will he will hop on a track yeah. with anybody, and he gonna bring it. Um, yeah, he'll he'll definitely bring it, and he can hold his own, man. Like he might not have the best verse, but he can definitely right. hold his own, and and he can spit with the best of them. So, you know, shout out to him for that, man. Shout out to Freddie Gibbs on that. I feel like if all I, right, so, when, I had one thought on that too on that category. I feel like if Killer Mike would have dropped the verse on Paula Mall Love, I think it would have won this category. I just felt like him just doing the chorus, and that's just my nitpick. I felt like he could have dropped a verse, but that's just me. You know what? I thought that at first, but he did such a good he job. Yeah. With the yeah. You know me, man. I'm like, I don't even need a. Maybe they blew the budget. <laughs> Mike was like, look, I give you, I give you a hook for that. <laughs> he was like, man, I got to say these bars for running right. jewels for. Right. Which I'm so glad they wait until next year to drop that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. It would it would have made my year end list a lot harder, a lot tighter. Uh, okay, Bez, very well, very well. So, next up, man, we got Rookie of the Year uh, for 2019. Now, the nominees for Rookie of the Year were Benny the Butcher, the Baby, Megan the Stallion, YBN Corday, and Con- Conway the Machine. And the winner for Rookie of the Year. Is Benny the Butcher Okay Now this one was interesting Because he honestly kind of ran away with it Really? That's yeah. surprising I thought the, I, I thought it was going to be Megan the Stallion As did I <clears throat> I voted for Benny the Butcher And a majority of everyone else voted for Benny the Butcher I didn't know I didn't know he was um, I didn't know that many people were familiar with him To be quite honest Which I mean, why Griselda is making noise right now Yes they are I felt like, and Benny's the reason why. Absolutely. And I mean, and the whole shady thing, I'm sure, but yeah. I think um, I'll, I'll put my vote out there. I voted for Megan Thee Stallion. Um, <laughs> not that she's better than I do it. I do it. Benny. No, it's legit though. It's legit. She had the biggest come up, in my opinion. Like Benny is obviously a superior MC, right? That's not for, without question. But the same reason that. You know, people were saying, oh, or Ian, you were saying you didn't know how many people were up on Benny. I had the same thought. And the fact that you have to question that tells me that, you know, there were other people who had better years, at least exposure wise. Everybody Possibly. know everybody know Megan, Megan Thee Stallion, whether you're a fan or not. Like she's made her mark this year. She put in a lot of work. No, I absolutely. Absolutely. Like that. that's why I thought she was going to. She was going to run away with it. She didn't even come in second place. YBN Corday came in second place, mm. but he was a distant second. YBN had a nice year. He had a solid album. That album was decent. Yeah, not one I could probably listen to that much, but it was alright. All right, so we'll move right along to video of the year. That's another one. Was tough. Yeah, this was very tough. Um, this wasn't <laughs> tough for me. <laughs> <laughs> you a fool! I just had I, I just caught that. 
All right, so our nominees for best video of the year, we got Ghostface Killer with conditioning. Hey. You, you good, Jerome? Oh, yeah. Now, I think that was calling me like 20 times. They didn't get the points, and I had to call them back. Like, hey, man, I about reject you the first five times. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the point, bro. Can't keep calling me. <laughs> All right, so did you did you catch Rookie of the Year, Jerome? No, man, I just came back in, man. All right, Rookie of the Year was Benny the Butcher. Okay. He ran away with it. So we're now on Video of the Year. All right, we got for Video of the Year, we got Ghostface Killer with Conditioning. We got Slick Rick, Can't Dance to a Track That Ain't Got No Soul. Love that title. We got, of course, man, I love it too, man. I love it too, and... and, and only Slick Rick could get away with a title that long, man. Right. He, he, he wanted a he wanted a great man. Slick Rick is my favorite old school MC, hands down. Sample the Great, Final Form, Rhapsody, Ipta Hodge, J Cole, Middle Child, and Doja Cat, Juicy. <clears throat> All right, the winner for best video of the year is tied between Sample the Great, Final Form. And Rhapsody, if the Hodge. Really? Mm. Yes. So we gonna have to hammer this one now, Rodney. East Coast ain't got no love for Doja Cat. <laughs> Rodney, Doja Cat came in third, buddy. It's it's fine. I'm I'm not mad at her losing the Rhapsody. <laughs> Ghostface came in second by one vote. That yeah, was man, that, good. It, that was yes, good it was. Like. That remind me of an old High Williams type like Puff Daddy video that's on some mm-hmm. real theatrical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And apparently so did a lot of other people. Um, but we gotta we gotta break this tie. So we got Sample the Great, Final Form, Rhapsody, Ibtahaj. So I'll let y'all weigh in, man. What which one of y'all think deserves it? I'm going Rhapsody. I'm going Rhapsody. Yeah. I'm going Rhapsody. She was a little bit annoying in the beginning, but I think that's just because the the intro to that song was annoying to me. But you once shot, you get boy, into, you shot, but when you get into the, the actual track and the, and the yeah. the imagery in the video was 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 really dope. Like the different um the different I guess scenes is probably a better word than that. But I I enjoyed it. You get you know the shots from the stoop. You had the the space with her and Jizza. You had the fencing scene. You know her being upside down with the long hair was it was all pretty. Yeah, Roxanne. Dope. You had a, a mm-hmm. appearance from Roxanne Shante. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Now all that said, all that said, I, I thought I thought Final Form had way better choreography. They ain't had them. They ain't had them thick women's in the uh in the in the uh, what's the names though like like Rhapsody did. I didn't want to say nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about um, the hijabs? Yeah, the hijabs. And was and was and, and yeah, yes indeed. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little bit speechless. As a matter of fact, Jamil, Jamil likes women. Women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not for the great wasn't bad either. Oh man, I really appreciated that video. I like the cold. I like the cultural feel to it. You know, yes. it was great. Um, but man, I was just enjoying the rap city a little bit more. More John Blaze than that. More John Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it, it is decided. 
Rhapsody If the Hodge wins for video of the year. Rhapsody featuring Jizza. I should say that. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So props to Rhapsody featuring the Jizza If the Hodge uh, for winning video of the year, man. I think that is a well deserved one. All right. So we're going to move right along to Slept On Slash <laughs> Underrated Album of the Year. Um, this one was interesting because <laughs> this one has most writing. Yep. <laughs> so the nominees were Dave East, Survival, hmm. Joel Ortiz, Monday, People Under the Stairs, Sincerely to Pee, La Orange and Jeremiah J, uh, Complicate Your Life with Violence, Your Old Droog, Transportation, Sea Keys and Kazi, Keys to Kazi, and Bronx Slang with their self titled Bronx Slang LP. So, the winner for Slept On slash Underrated Album of the Year is People Under the Curry. Stairs. Sincerely, the Pete. I got no beef with that. Mm. Yeah, this album was was done like a, like all their albums. It was it was exceptionally well executed. Mm-hmm. Nice laid back jazzy beats, dope rhymes, and it was this this one had a, a just a that a feel of finality to it. Where you you went in, you already went in going, you already went into the project knowing it was their last album together, and they really just it was it was a good album that was a nice mm. cherry on the top of their career, man. Um, this was a this was this was my summertime album, really. Like, you know, you got certain albums you bump during certain seasons, and this year, sincerely, the P was getting constant uh, burn from me personally. So it didn't surprise me that it uh, it resonated with other people. Now the second place album was Your Old Drew hmm, okay. Transportation, um, which kind of surprised me because not a lot of people up on him. Um, Jason, I know you had a write-in vote with uh, Guilty. Oh Sims yeah, that, that, that him and uh, what's what's the dude name? Uh, yeah, I was I know, like, I know the, I know slept on that. Was that an EP? I definitely nah. slept on it because I caught the. And I was looking for it, and I guess I forgot about it because he, he dropped a single that I had heard, but the album wasn't out yet. And I just never went back and listened to the album. I had completely forgotten about it. Actus Actus Rius. Okay. Yep. Actus with, uh, uh, with Dixon Hill. That was yeah. But um, Dixon Hill. Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. But um, a lot of lot of really really dope slept on albums that came out this year. I think all of these albums that we just named off, uh, the Joel Ortiz, the Davies, the the Bronx Slang, all these albums are, are worth listening to. Uh, to anybody out there just trying to get into some good music that they might not have heard about. So um, definitely check these out. But props to people under the stairs for Sincerely the Peace, winning for Underrated Album of the Year. All right, so moving right along, man, we have Producer of the Year. This is a good one. Uh, a lot of a lot of producers put in work this year, man. So um, this, this should be interesting. So our nominees for producer of the year were Mad Lib, La Orange, Knife Wonder, That's One, Pete Rock, DJ Premier, and Apollo Brown. And the winner for producer of the year is a tie. Between Matt Lib, I kind of thought it might DJ be that. Mm, interesting. So, it's it's up to y'all to hammer this out. Between Matt Lib, who did an exceptional job on the Bandana album with Freddie Gibbs, and DJ Premier, who pieced together a posthumous album 
with his late partner Guru. Between the two of them, man, who deserves to win. Part of me wants to. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, I had already voted, so I shouldn't count really, because I had voted. Well, I, I, well that's I what you should vote for I, now, choose, I didn't choose none of them, so I guess I'll go with DJ Premier. I feel like I kind of wanted to go with Premier. Then I got to remember that he put Big Shug on that album. <laughs> so I have to question his decision making. <laughs> <laughs> Gangsta. One of the worst yet. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go premiere though. I, I I enjoyed the beats on that on the Gangsta album uh, just a hair more than those on Bandana. And Bandana was fire, like without question. All right, Jason, man, we we need you to weigh in. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't come out in 95 so we, got, we, got, so. we got we got Rodney from it <laughs> like, like, like Jay voice is kind of computerized right now and I keep hearing somebody like trying to say something but keep cutting it off too okay Jason if you can hear us man you might want <clears throat> to disconnect and reconnect because we can't hear you um, I'm going to say this Matt Lib that, that, the work he did on um the work he did on uh, Bandana, that album sounded like a blues album with rapping on it. Um, and I say that as a, as a, to its credit. That's, yeah. that's not a bad thing at all. Anytime you can make an album, a hip hop album, feel like something else, you've really done something as far as like creating a mood and creating another world that the MC could kind of like stretch out and get comfortable in. That being said, though, I think it's extremely challenging to piece together an album from old verses that from an MC that ain't even in the room with you and who's not no longer living and to make it sound <clears throat> like he's still alive. I think yes. I think that's an exceptionally tall task. So I would have to give the edge to Premier for that reason. Um, had Premier not done that. And Gangstar had not dropped an album this year. Run I away! Would, I would definitely get the name. He just, he just. But Jason, can you I hear? heard him. I don't think he get. He heard you talking. He was talking when you were talking. So he he got back out the part. I'm pretty sure he's gonna rejoin soon too. All right. He just texted me. He said. He said, man. He he he's going in for Mad Lib. So you you got myself, Jerome, and Jamil for yeah for premiere. Okay. And then Jason and Rodney for Mad Lib. So I think it's going to premiere. So um, there you have it, man. That was a tight one. Um, but congratulations to DJ Premier for the work he did on One of the Best Yet and winning producer of the year. And shout out to him for that Big Shug track. <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> Gangsta. Gangsta. <laughs> All right, all right. So, uh, moving right along, man, we're going to dive into Lyricist of the Year. Now, a lot of people don't understand why we do Lyricist of the Year as opposed to just Rapper of the Year. Um, and the reason I do it this way is because anybody <laughs> could be the hottest rapper of the year. Any one of the rookies could exactly. be the hottest rapper of the year. 
but I like to I like to reward lyricism because lyricism is what makes listeners come back to you. Um, anybody could be the flavor of the month. Lyricism is what makes you stand out. So, all right. So our nominees for lyricist of the year: Freddie Gibbs, Black Thought, Your Old Drew, Rhapsody, Murs. Ghostface Killer and Benny the Butcher. And the winner for Lyricist of the Year is also tied between Freddie Gibbs what? and Black Dog. Cow. <laughs> I said that too, man. I said that too. Black Dog didn't even release the album. Guess verse. <laughs> That's, that says a lot. I mean, he, I mean, here's the thing though. His guest verses were both fire, right? I mean, he killed them. But how I felt, here's how I felt about the Black Thought inclusion in this one. He's kind of at a at a Michael Jordan, LeBron James status at this point, where he at any given point could win this award, right? But you can't give it to the you can't give it to the same cat every year. Like you just have to accept. That he's a superb lyricist And that's that And I couldn't in good confidence Vote for him with no album out I'm I'm, I'm completely floored Yeah I know I didn't, I didn't vote for him Completely floored by that one Freddie Gibbs makes sense But I expected him to be tied with somebody else If, if at all I, I'm surprised Rhapsody Didn't, that, that's didn't right. win this because of, because of how well received her album was, but these are the votes, man. These are the results of. They just don't like votes. female rappers, man. So we got We got This, this epidemic is terrible. Yeah, man. I, I they think they, they on they on shine price. <laughs> what it is, <laughs> right? None, I don't like sir. No female rappers. <laughs> <laughs> what about Lil Kim? None, sir. <laughs> no female rappers. <laughs> All right, man. Freddie Gibbs, the Black Thought, man. Like Freddie Gibbs is a dope MC, man. But like, he's, he's not. Better he's not better than Black Thought, man, but he put in more work. I was just gonna say he did. Black Thought didn't even make an album, though. Like, so why we? <laughs> well, he had a lot. He had he had about three outstanding yes. guests. Album, though, like. So his yes. three guest verses was better than Freddie yeah, Gibbs' whole that. album. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say like. Hey, uh, the funny thing is, though, it, it actually is an argument to be made for that. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. You okay? You had his, you had yes. his personal education. You had his verse for Crowns for Kings, and you had that track he released back during Black History Month called uh, Yeah uh, Noir. And I don't know, did he do anything else this year? That's all that I know of. I mean, the Roots just dropped a single recently, but that was after the votes came out. I think. Okay, okay. You know, if I if I had to go off consistency and just potency, I, I would have to give it to Black Dog. I'm sorry. And I didn't vote for him either him or Freddie Gibbs. But right. hey, here we I are. Mean, I'm you know, Freddie Gibbs with no black thought, so I'm gonna I'm gonna choose black thought, but it's like I don't know. I feel like it's kinda unfair. <laughs> so even have him in the category if he didn't make no album. I don't think it's unfair to have him in a category. I, I think it's fair. I'm just quite shocked that he got that number of votes. I'm yeah, black dog. He do though. Shook. He really do. Make qualifications for this category. I mean, because if you think about it, he's 
he <laughs> has been nominated as part of like the collab of the year with two of the other lyricists of the year and Benny and Freddie Gibbs and you could make a case that he bodied both of them on their own tracks so I think he merits you know voting or, or you know being in the category for sure um, where we are currently though I'm going I gotta go Freddie Gibbs just because I can't put three verses up to an album I, I just can't do it. I had already voted Freddie Gibbs, so that's where I'm at. Fair enough. Okay, Jerome, who you got? I got I got blacked off, man. I'm I'm, I'm a man of my uh, I'm sticking my convictions, man. You wrong. You wrong, Freeman. <laughs> I just I can't I can't bring myself to say Freddie Gibbs over Black Thought, so I got you Black Thought. I just can't do it. Even he, though I was like, I, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to make it that far, though. Like, right. But here's the, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. We all know. We 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 all know. We all know. Black Dog. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to sway y'all votes, but we all know Black Dog's a better lyricist than Freddie. We all exactly. know that. But exactly. we're going off this year. Exactly. Your album. He had album. Yeah, he had a great. You know, Black Dog had great guest appearance, but it, I'm not going to put a guest appearance and say, "Oh, that's better than what Freddie did." As far as putting it, putting in work for the whole entire album, bars you on know, the whole album. Yeah. I mean, if we just going off a of guest verse. Why can't we just say Dre 3000 and be done with it? Right. Um. Well, we're, 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 we're not talking Dre three thousand. We're talking Black Thought. You talking Black Thought? Um, I'm going pretty. I, it sounds like we got another tie. To be honest, I think it's two and two. What did uh Jason send you? I know he um. Did he send you a text message on this or what? He did. I believe his vote was for Benny the Butcher, as was mine. Yeah, his vote was for Benny the Butcher. I, I get. Yeah, I'll take it back. I, I, I say Freddie. I say Freddie, dude. Cause like, yeah, you can't do that, man. It's like three verses of an album. You really can't do that, man. You kind of you can, though. <laughs> it's like, we got to have some qualifications next year. We got to have some qualifications next year for this for lyric, man. You got you to gotta have some qualifications. But see, nobody brought up this objection in the voting. People saw his name and they were like, "Oh, he he he's up for you know he's nominated." You yeah, know why? Because this is like, the legacy vote, man. This is exactly what I'm saying about Jordan <laughs> and LeBron. This is like, you know, it's hard to say that Michael Jordan was not the best player in the league every year, or LeBron is not the best player in the league every year. You know what I mean? You could give that. But eventually, you're saying eventually you, they got to get the MVP yeah. to, to Charles Barkley. You don't just give it yeah, to this person, though. They earn it. You know what I mean? You don't just give it to somebody. But if they if they earn a place there, then absolutely. And I think that's what happened with Black Thought. I think he got a whole bunch of votes just based on being Black Thought and, and the type of work that he has put in historically. And it's not to say that he didn't put in work this year. He did. Just not enough. Okay. Very well. Very well. All right. So the people have spoken, man. Freddie Gibbs wins for Lyricist of the Year for 2019. There you have it. All right. So, this brings us to our final award for the night, Album of the Year. 
where we award the best, dopest, most consistent body of work that was released in the year 2019. And the nominees are Freddie Gibbs and Madly at Bandana, Benny the Butcher, The Plugs I Met, Little Brother, May the Lord Watch, Gang Star, One of the Best Yet, Rap for the Eve, Murs, The Iliad is Dead, and The Odyssey is Over. So, the winner for Best Album of the Year is Come also on. a tie. Blame the voters. Blame the voters. The tie is between Little Brother, May the Lord Watch. Get Rap the heck Eve. out of here. <clears throat> back uh, back to this. Back to this. I actually switched it to Eve, man. Like, it, I don't know, man. I, at first, I was with Little Brother when it first came out. But then I kept listening to the Eve. Like, that album was dope, bro. Like, it's like, it's like super dope. And then to give it to somebody else, like like you said, like a female rapper to actually put out a dope album that could be an album of the year, man. Like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm, I'm, st- I'm sticking with little brother. Hey, I made sure I'm, I'm going with little brother <laughs> as well. I made sure I gave Rhapsody Love in the other categories. Yeah, I gave Rhapsody Love in the other categories too, man. Um, I'm sorry. What, what's the name though? It had nice producing. You know, the bars is dope. The features on her album was good, bro. Oh, Mess yeah, like, it, yeah, it like a few good. of those songs were forced. Like, it, she was trying to make a radio hit. I felt like in the beginning of the album, she was trying to make that radio hit, and she was just like, you know what? I would say once we got to around track six or seven. She said, well, forget it. I'm just go back to being rap city. No, I think, I think she actually, I, I, I totally agree with you, but I think she still didn't lose her ways trying to make that radio hit. And that's I what agree with that. And I, I agree I, with that. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hard on this album. I didn't really enjoy it like everybody else did. Oh, that's harsh. Uh, yeah, it, it, I'm sorry, guys. I hate. I'm, I'm that one in. I'm that one in. I'm standing out like a sore thumb. But I just did. I did not care for you like everybody else did. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. You just, you just, you, you just getting your Sean Price on right No now. female rappers. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. It's a good album. Don't get me wrong. I didn't say it was a bad album. It's a good album. But I just feel like I. I had, you thought it had more flaws, had more flaws than, than everybody brother. was trying to put it out there. Like, like, dude, everybody was making it seem like it was just a banger, and like every song was bam. Like, no, no, it wasn't. Like, I was, I found myself skipping a couple of times. But, but Rodney, but Rodney, I, I was talking to Ian about this, dude. It's like every lyricist should should follow this. Like, I wish that Elza could go to. Uh, rock Nation and stuff like this and do exactly what she did and keep the same style but have the same commercial taste to it. And that's what she did. She executed that, man. And then it only can go up from there with lyricists. You know what I mean? Like, I, I believe, like, she should set the standards for lyricists to be known and to be commercial but not lose the flavor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't know. I just, <laughs> like I don't care what you're talking about. No, try to <laughs> pull, 
voting for little brother. You can say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, little brother, more John Blaze. Yeah, it was just more John Blaze, man. I, it was just more John Blaze. The little brother, man. I, I've I've spoken on this, so let, let let's just, let's just let's just say it right here. I think I think it's pretty clear. Little brother has won yes. for best album of the year. Okay, it's official. Little brother, may the Lord watch, wins for album of the year, the twenty nineteen. Now, let me just say say it about the little brother, both and the Rhapsody. Both these albums are extremely good albums. They're like one A and one B. It depends on what mood I'm in. I, I'm you know. One day I'm feeling, you know, Rhapsody a little more. The other days I'm feeling Little Brother a little more. But 55% of the time I'm feeling Little Brother a little more. This album, I felt this album, May the Laura Watch, was made for people like myself and, and y'all. You know, people who did hip hop who are now mm-hmm. in their 30s and are used to a certain standard of hip hop and are used to certain themes being touched on and discussed. You know, in a mature way, and in a way, and and and, and Big Cool elevated yes. his game, man. Like for this album, he he didn't phone it in this time, man. He was he was dialed in just as much as Fonte. You know, all the skits hit. Um, it was just it was consistent, man. It was it was just it was just a good album. This is an album going to be bumping for years to come, man. Like you know, and and the Rhapsody, you know, she did a thing, man. But I, I I hear what Rodney's saying, like. There's a three song like stretch in the rhapsody where it's just like, man, I'm not really feeling any of these. And then she like, and to go on top of what you're saying, Ian, a lot of I I I I felt like, you know, with Rhapsody, the direction she went was awesome. Like using all women as as song titles was amazing. But some of the songs in the subject matter that she was rapping about didn't really kind of relate to the women like i was like oh oh yeah that relates to oprah oh oh yeah that relates to serena it was kind of like i don't know know. that it necessarily had to relate to the woman though like because even like Whoopi, for instance she it was called Whoopi, but it didn't really have anything to do with her other than the um you know shout out to sister act in the in the hook I think what it comes down to, and this is what I said when we had the debate about it before, it, it really does come down to personal taste, I think, it's, particularly um, with Rhapsody, because some of the things that, uh, some of the flaws that you all see in the album, you see as flaws because of your ear for music, um, and not always loving the more radio-friendly stuff, or you know what, what it is that you have to do to become radio-friendly, it, it kind of turns you off as a listener. But that's some that's the very same thing that um, appeals to other listeners. So I really do feel like it comes down to a, a personal taste, especially if you're debating um, those two albums. It, 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 right. it doesn't those radio songs to me were not of poor quality. It's just not necessarily for me. My thing is, I don't mind you going, you know, trying to make a radio hit. And if you, but if you make the radio hit and you hit it right on the head, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But I felt like she tried swing and miss, tried swing and miss, tried swing and miss again, and it was like, all right, back to rap city. Right. And I'm back good again. You know what I mean? It was like that's how I felt. That's how I felt. Maybe others may have felt it. Maybe others felt like she swung and hit a home run on each each attempt. 
Mm-hmm. But like you said, I agree with you. It, it's, it really depends on the person. And it's one of those albums that it depends on the person. It's not a, like I said, guys, don't get me wrong. It's not a bad album at all. I gave it a great, I, I gave it a good rating. I just, you know, felt that it was a, it was, people were kind of slightly overrating it. That's all. Mm-hmm. But, but don't you think Little Brother did the same thing over with the albums with the UPN and the skits and stuff like that? I enjoyed that because it was almost it was like an ode to their right. fan base. It's like, man, but, for, but, for y'all who've been rocking with us since no, day I one, but it's but ain't it the same concept? Is it not? But there's something to be said for consistency as well. Like, um, I'm, I'm gonna put my nerd hat on real quick. It's the same thing if you look at anything, any of the the larger uh, film franchises right now, right? Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. Star Wars, anything in the MCU, there's a formula there that you see repeated. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that you know the the product that you get out of that is, is whack by any means. No, it's just no, 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 the formula no, no, no. that works. Nothing about this album was whack. I'm just throwing it out there. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's uh, the idea that they went back to the same thing does not. Um, you know, it doesn't betray like a lack of creativity. Or anything like that. It's it's a formula they use, but you can tell that the sound has matured even within that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't listen to um, this album and compare it to like the listening and say, "Oh, this is the same thing." Like these guys haven't grown at all. That's just not accurate. Even though they're doing similar things with the skits um, and some of the production is similar, the content is not the same. Yeah, I'm the, more the lyricism, about, particularly from Pooh, is not the same. Yeah, I'm more talking about the concept. I'm not talking about like the the rhyme schemes and the different um subjects that they rap it on. But the concept of their their album is pretty much the same. You feel me? It is, but that's what I mean. It's the formula that it's the blueprint for for what a little brother album would have been like. But you give it, you know, a different flavor within that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't depart completely from it mm-hmm. and change the sound, you're gonna alienate all of your fans that way. Yeah. Just trying to throw a wrench up in there. That's all. No doubt, no doubt. It's, it's, it's good for conversation. Yeah, yeah, good for conversation. That was super dope though. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> all right. So just to recap, um our winners uh for the Vibes and Stuff Awards are in our uh, just want to say congratulations uh, to these people. Uh, biggest L of the year, uh, Takashi Six Nine. Disappointing album of the year, Chance the Rapper, The Big Day. Worst album of the year, Kanye West, Jesus Is King. Best R&B album of the year, Anderson Pack Ventura. Uh, album cover of the year, Thirty Eight Fest, nineteen ninety four. Um, collaboration of the year. Freddie Gibbs featuring Yasin Bay and Black Thought Education. Rookie of the Year, Benny the Butcher. Video of the Year, Rhapsody, Iptahaj, Slept On, Album of the Year, People Under the Stairs, Sincerely the P, Producer of the Year, DJ Premier, Lyricist of the Year, Freddie Gibbs, and Album of the Year, Little Brother, May the Lord Watch. So, uh, I thank y'all for y'all's votes. Thank y'all for y'all input. Um, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna cap off the episode like we do all our episodes with uh, another segment of What You're Bumping, where we invite y'all to share what y'all been bumping for the past week or so, whether it be new, old, or just something the audience ain't heard before. 
Start off with you, man. This week, what you've been bumping? Uh, Ninth Wonder, man. It's Zion 4. I mean, need I say best one out of the four volumes? Believe me, it might not, but I think it's the best volume, too. Uh, this one got some bangers, man. I mean, it's I, I, I've been I've been plugged in week on that. Uh, K Tronada's new album, Baba. Um, I'm, um, I'm enjoying it, but I didn't enjoy it as much as 99.9%. Um, but I have thoughts on that later, you know, off wax. Uh, I kind of dived a little bit into the Griselda WWCD. So far, so good. What you thought? I'm not finished. I'm not finished with it yet, but so far, so good. Um, it's not wowing me, but it's consistent so far. Um, and then also uh, another, I bumped into this other instrumental album. It's by various artists. It's called Bombed in the Blunt Shelter, Volume 2. I don't know if y'all heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's dope, man. It's dope. It's dope. I like it. Um, and then on some different stuff, I kind of backtracked. I've been up on this group for a while. Uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra um, is an album called Multi Love. Pretty good album. Check it out if you want to hear something different. And then uh, I want to like old school, old school stuff to me. Huh? <laughs> what did I? Like... <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Ain't no whole food stuff. This is uh, they. They got a pretty. <laughs> they've been out for a pretty long time, uh, but. You know, a pretty dope band. I uh, thought the thing was pretty good. And then uh, I kind of went old school, man. I've been on some. Uh, I kind of. I've been listening to the Doors, man. You know what? That hip hop has sampled literally. Every, oh, yeah. The Doors. Yes. That first album, the self titled one, dude, it's. <laughs> you, all you, over hip hop. Every. It's all over hip hop. I mean, it's crazy. I don't even want to get on L.A. Woman. How many, how much hip hop is sampled from that album too? But man, the Doors, man, they were, you know, Jim Morrison, man, he was a beast back then, dude. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He he was on them good drugs. So, that's 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 what made the music so far. He sure was. He was on them good drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But but other than that, man, that's that's what I've been been bumping. Okay. All right. Very well. All right, Jerome, man. What's so, um, basically, I've been bumping for a lot of local art, uh, DJ four and stuff like that. Uh, but when I, I just said, shit. His name is Miss Ninety Nine. I'm, I'm sorry, DJ four stuff like that. Man, he's a good producer, young guy. Oh yeah, that's my, yeah. that's my guy. Yeah, he dope. Yeah, he don't. Yeah, he, he, he got bars. Yeah, he got bars. So I've been I've been listening to his music. Um, I also been listening to his other guy. Just um, started. He a producer too. Uh, called Jake Nap- Napier, and he got an album called Perfect Record. It's pretty good. It got a nice little thing else. 
But on other stuff, uh, I've been listening to Talib Kweli, uh, Just Begun. Um, I've been going through the root stuff a um, little bit, just shuffling it. Put it on shuffle, listen mostly the root stuff. Um, I've been listening to his other artists, Carl Rise. And uh, that's that's about it, man. I've just been trying to find a, find some new music to listen to. So that's about it. Okay. Jamil, man, what you been bought? Uh, just Doja Cat, man. That's it. <laughs> Go. <laughs> nah, I've been uh, Steven. <laughs> the Lance Stevenson a rap. Nah, I've been uh, I've been bumping at uh, Zion Four and Bubba as well. Um, nothing really more to say that, that Rodney didn't say Zion Four. I don't know if I would say it was the best. I don't know if I'm ready to make that claim yet, but it was it was definitely better than Zion Three. That's for sure. Zion Three. Um, agreed. Agreed. The case or not, I'm gonna have to give it another listen. I enjoyed it, um, but the circumstances under which I was listening to it, I couldn't really give it my full attention. So I don't feel I can get do it justice as far as um, what my ear was was, was taking in. So I uh, was bumping those. I also went back since Jay-Z decided to uh, release all of his stuff to Spotify and wherever else. Um, I went back and listened to that uh, Jay-Z Unplugged album. That was a really good album. Snapped. Like, that was, that's classic. Like, it was a really, really good. And I don't love all of Jay-Z's music like that. That Unplugged album was so dope. Like, I don't generally Ooh. like Song Cry. Like, I don't like the album version of it. The live version, I don't. The live really? version of that song, though, is amazing. Shouts out to Jaguar. Jaguar, right. right. The way that she does the intro to that song gave me chills when I was listening to it. Like she just does something else to that record. It was it was ridiculous. She kind of um, like two of the other tracks, like okay. um, "Heart of the City." She 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 killed on "Heart of the City." Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, also was bumping uh, Kamasi Washington that uh, the Choice album, pretty dope record, and a lot of podcasts. Honestly, that's about it. Okay, okay. All right, man. It's been like three weeks since we last recorded, so uh, I've been bumping a lot. I've been bumping uh, just old Craig G album. It's not terribly old. It's from like two, three years ago uh, by Craig G. It's called That's I Rap and Go Home. Um, it's pretty <laughs> It's pretty dope. I've also been bumping Screaming Jake Hawkins, uh, Black Music for White People. Um, I've also been bumping Planet Asia and Constantine Milano. Um, it's just called the EP. It's, it's pretty dope. Um, I've been bumping Quasimodo to Unseen. And I've also been bumping Camp yes, Low Uptown Saturday Night. Um, just, uh, yeah, just reaching back on some old, you know, just some old material. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. So, uh, there you have it. There you have it. So, uh, once again, man, I thank y'all for, for tapping into the show. Um, just a heads up. Next Monday, I will not be available to do the show, but I wanted to know if you all will be available next this this coming Sunday to record the show, if at all possible. Let me think about it. Think about it. Get back to me. 
no rush i got some i got some things popping in the streets if y'all can't do it this coming sunday i was also looking at next thursday if that's cool with y'all is that christmas day i'm gonna be uh giving out gifts and stuff yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna be <laughs> pass, gonna be passing out turkeys turkey. like nino brown baby <laughs> Hey, hey, why you at it, man? Come, come on, come on, do the muck crib. Pizza strength. <laughs> right. Hey, you gonna try to rob a, a Brinks truck before? I can't say that before on wax. Pass something here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> gonna put on some white. Robbing Brinks trucks would be wrong. <laughs> gonna put on some white paint on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Ghostface. Hiding the garbage can. <laughs> Gotta bring home the grocery somehow, right? <laughs> That's true. Surprise, nigga. <laughs> you weren't saying that when you was out there. Whoa. <laughs> all that good loving. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, Cuddy was one character. so powerful. All right, man. So, but yeah, y'all think on it Sunday, Thursday, whatever works for y'all. Um, the next show we will do. Um, the next show we will actually be listing our top ten albums of the year, and if y'all can try to, you know rate them from from 10 to 1 it's a little it's a it's a it's a more interesting conversation that way so yeah just just come back with y'all's with y'all's favorite albums of the year and we'll we'll give you know brief reviews of them one by one talk about what we liked about them and um and yeah well yeah and why we like them so much so um we're on another top a few topics that we're going to tackle to in the upcoming season six uh, rappers that we think are going to grab the baton uh, the next year, next decade, and and kind of you know make make a real impact as far as um, you know just creative output and in, 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 in the genre and the culture for the next few years. Um, there's a lot of artists going to come up, and I'll be curious to see which ones y'all think are going to stick around and got some staying power. Um, another uh, topic we we plan on doing in the future. I call it the uh, I miss the old Kanye bracket where we rate our favorite or vote on our favorite Kanye West song. Um, another one we're going to do now that the decade is coming to a close is a bracket to determine the best album of the decade. Mm. Be a tough one. Ain't that hard? Fever. Yeah. So best album of the decade. Fever. <laughs> I was going to vote for Doja <laughs> Cat Hot Pink. I would have, but I couldn't think of the name of her album. <laughs> my man, my man. Don't worry, I got you covered. I got you covered. <laughs> and and of course, uh, sometime after that, we're also going to do best albums of the 2000s and best album of the 90s. Um, now, best album of the 90s and 2000s, I think that was. I think you may be right. That might be that might be the last show we do. But that's <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for it. So um, we got a lot of good topics lined up. We did a uh, a dedication to West Coast hip hop not too long ago. Myself and Jamil went over pretty good, man. 
we're also going to do another show like that dedicated to southern hip-hop so um, be on the lookout for that when it drops soon too cool oh yeah all right so with that man i'm gonna bid y'all adieu man once again thanks for tapping in to the audience man thanks for thanks for following us and, and, and staying on this ride as long as you have please enjoy the beats at the end of the show and with that right, man we'll see y'all next week all right peace 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 Just because I have a stinking job that I hate, a family that doesn't respect me, a whole city that curses the day I was born? Well, that may mean loser to you, but let me tell you something. Every morning when I wake up, I know it's not going to get any better until I go back to sleep again. So I get up, have my watered-down tang and still frozen Pop-Tart, get in my car with no upholstery, no gas, and six more payments, fight traffic just for the privilege of putting cheap shoes on the cloven hooves of people like you. I'll never play football like I thought I would. I'll never know the touch of a beautiful woman. And I'll never again know the joy of driving without a bag on my head. But I'm not a loser. Because despite it all, me and every other guy who will never be what he wanted to be are still out there being what we don't want to be 40 hours a week for life. And the fact that I haven't put a gun in my mouth, you pudding of a woman, <laughs> makes me a winner. Stories, one of the best yet. Just had to remind you, we still are. Hey, gangstar, one of the best yet. Just had to remind you, we still are. Hey, ah. Uh-huh.